Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's the Underpowered Hour on this week's show, Chinese ripoff Defender, a twisted Suzuki Jimny, and we're joined by Jenna to talk all about the all-British field beat in Portland, Oregon. And now, without further delay, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the unprotected circuit to Stephen's microfuse. I am the smoking wire of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike and Jenna. Jenna's joining us uh, this week to talk a little bit about the all-British field meet and jenna you're actually joining us from here you're you're downstairs i'm just below you yeah it's amazing it's like this vortex of time and space that we operate in uh, the phone call is coming from within the building (laughs) oh my god Uh, yeah and jenna's here to do some rebel training with liza over the course of the next week or so get all prepped and ready as that's coming up real quick 30 days as of today very soon 30 days (laughs) spooky amount of time. It's going to be great. But yeah, lots of exciting detail to come on the Rebel front soon. But before that, we would be remiss if we did not mention this week's Land Rover news. First up, a Chinese company, and I know you're a fan of this one, Ike, the maybe Bayek Jishi. And the, the Jishi, as the name implies, is essentially a clone of the new Land Rover Defender. It looks... I mean, actually, from the side of the car, it is almost indistinguishable from the new Defender. The front does look a little bit different, and the back looks a little bit different. But man, the uh, side profile is uh, really out of this world. And, uh, you know, interior-wise, it's it's pretty plain on the inside. But it sure is meant to emulate, if you will, the new Land Rover Defender. What do you think? Guy? There are certainly some design cues that are in use on the Bayak that I would say also exist on the Defender. You know, yeah. it certainly has a lot of styling that is is very reminiscent of the Defender. This is not the first Land Rover to come, Land Rover clone, excuse me, to come out of Asia. Not even this year. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We've we've talked about the the Hyundai. Is that right? Santa Fe. Yep. Yep, the Santa that's, that's very Land Rover-y. We've also talked about previously the Land Wind, which the Land, uh, Land Rover like successfully Land Rover had a, a legal case against. So it's, mm-hmm. it remains to mm-hmm. be seen whether the Bayek... The Jishi. Yeah, whether it'll still uh, still be around. Well, you know, some things I like about the Jishi, 
first of all, the model that is using the Jishi in the advertisement, and we'll put the link in the show notes. She's wearing so a duck, you can stalk her. What so you can stalk her? Yeah, she's <laughs> no, I'm not her specifically. She's wearing a duck oh. hunting vest, but no oh. other, no other camping stuff. I like uh. that's the one piece that they they're like now she looks like she's camping. But in all seriousness, the Jishi's back door is actually pretty interesting. It has a tiny little sink, uh, or at least a little a little faucet for water. It has what appears to be a cooktop in that the duck hunter, she's doing some cooking on it, although I don't actually see where that is. It has a couple of electrical outlets, and it has a really neat fold-down table. And I believe it has a little, almost what looks like a coffee table that is a strap to the underside of it as well. So it's actually kind of a neat like little utility area on the back door. So is this, are these features that you would consider incorporating into your Defender? Yeah, I think, you know, Lander so you would, missed an opportunity there. Would you say that you are considering a Jishi clone? I think so. I think the Jishi, to clone the Jishi? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's like an Inception situation <laughs> where a Land Rover is copied like by a, a Chinese car, which is copied by a Land Rover, yeah. which is copied by you. I think I like it. I think that's you the like way to do it. <laughs> I do. I do. I could, I could be full Jishi, I think. If it comes with a duck hunting uh, vest, especially, and he's, she's also got like a Bill Murray Caddyshack kind of hat going on, which I, I also appreciate. So I have the exact same outfit, actually. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> same outfit. It's yeah. the your groundhog hunting outfit. That's exactly right. Yeah, the knee-high boots. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Anyways, so if you're in the market for a car that you certainly can't buy here in the United States and is questionably assembled and questionably safe, but does have water and maybe a cooktop in the back door, maybe the Bayak Jishi is for you. You never it's know. made by the Beijing Automobile Works or B-A-W. So no. yeah, get yeah. yours today on Alibaba. Enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's an easy thing to get. Now, in other news, and I know this is this is a combination of two of our absolutely favorite things. Ike, we know you are a huge fan of the folks at Twisted Automotive for their up to six inch thick body panels uh, that you can add to the outside of your Land Rover Defender. Well, they have started doing twisted versions of the Suzuki Jimny. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. So you can take a Suzuki Jimny and make it the size of a regular car by simply adding external panels to just make it bigger, make it like the just back wider. of an egg carton, you know, just just all bulgy. Just and... a bunch of plastic that you mm -hmm. add to the, the sides to make it mm -hmm. wider and wider and wider. That's exactly right. Yeah. Are a bunch like... of square salad bowls just glued on the outside. It's they like Legos. Can you snap <laughs> them together? Oh, that'd be great. In fact, maybe a couple of Jimneys. If you park next to somebody, you can kind of click them together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it gets the normal twisted treatment. They do juice the engine a little bit. They do new seats. They, you know, they're they're just nicer. Of course, a gear level handbrake. That's all. Everything's trimmed out inside. And they also soundproof the car, which implies that maybe it isn't soundproofed from the factory. And they put on 16-inch wheels with small terrain tires. And then they do a, a performance turbo upgrade, as I mentioned, to 165 horsepower. And the there's, there's a series yeah. of options that are listed here. You can yeah. get yeah. color-coded oh, yeah. seatbelts. Yep, color-coded seatbelts, that's important. <laughs> Which I assume means that the color matches some other aspect of the car. Really I guess sure. so. I guess so. Yeah. You can delete the bulkhead, occasional rear seats, which is an interesting, interesting Yeah, you can option. delete structural components of the yeah. car. I see that here. Twisted mountain scene decals. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. A lifetime I, supply of twisted tea. Yeah. A lifetime supply of twisted tea. Twisted yeah. tea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jenna yeah. with the jokes out of nowhere. It's good. Twisted it's good leather stuff. trim, privacy glass, a la contra. I don't even know what that means. Headlining. Oh, yeah. The a la contra. Do you know what that means? I have no idea. No. No idea. No one knows. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Full exterior satin paint finish. Oh, yeah. You got to have that. Do they just satin clear coat the outside? Is that what no, that they is? Just, they just hit it with a mist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you go out, as you leave. Just a bunch of dry spray out of a paint gun. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I got to say, I wish every car had a mountain scene decal package as an option. I'd like that. Like the old Discovery. Remember, you used to have the little little mountains? Yeah, 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 I do remember that. That was actually kind of nice. I liked it. It was pretty cool. There's some old Discovery decals that they apply to it. Is that what that is? That's all it is. Yeah. They, they, They bought them all from Phil Bashel, who would only sell you all 1,200 that he had. But he only had left. You couldn't, it was only left side. side you, couldn't buy it. Yeah. you had to buy the whole well, pallet. I wish that we got the Jimny here so that you could have aftermarket Jimnies. Would you twist it? If you had I one? would little you D twist it. Your You'd little D it. Yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah, is right. there another way to do it? No. Maybe yeah. that you could get a little D twisted Defender Holy or a little man. D twisted Jimny, I guess. Are you saying you, you twist a little D? Yeah. I, don't I think that's, I think that's exactly what I'm saying. You twist a little D. Oh my God. I don't know. I guess. Oh, all right. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Getting ridiculous. <laughs> On that note, so the all British field meet you guys yeah. attended this yes. past weekend, a uh-huh. gathering of Land Rovers, the likes of which Portland, Oregon has rarely yeah. seen. So uh, tell us about it. What was the uh, weekend like? How was it? How many Land Rovers were there? And what'd you guys do? All the British were there. So Every British I person in Oregon. It's in the name, you know? So yeah. as you would expect, they were all there. I, I think something like a thousand cars were there. It's a pretty big spread. There's a, there's a ton of vehicles. I, I don't have the exact count, uh, but it's huge. It's huge. And Lander was, as you might expect for the 75th anniversary, the featured mark. So there were some special Land Rover things, special Land Rover displays. They had an outdoor covered pub set up. So Ooh. there was like a Land Rover pub and there was an off-road adventure jungle adventure ride so if you didn't bring a land rover you could get a ride in one through the motocross course that's at portland international raceway oh cool so they had the land rovers running around that's all the proceeds for which went to charity so that was nice were those it was a mix yeah there was some series defender hybrids there was a defender i believe and a range rover classic so they were running people around on the motocross course and of course as you would expect you know for an event that happens in portland there was a lot of weird people there's yeah, a lot of weird sure. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so yeah, if you want to see like 20 guys in pith helmets and like uh, safari socks yeah. and khaki outfits, they were all there. They were all yeah, there. weird people for Portland is just, they're just people. I, <laughs> they're all like that. It's true. You know, every time that I go to the Portland All British Field meet, there will be at least one mannequin dressed up as something. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Yeah, there yeah. was, there will be, you know, somebody that comes to the swap meet with a shopping cart from like a local store to like right. get all their auto parts together. Yeah. So they have a big swap meet, you know, people come clean out their garages and spread it all out in the dirt and, yeah. you know, deals are had. There's a ton of cars, some really neat cars, you know, everything from super expensive Aston Martins to, mm-hmm. you know, the junkiest, rustiest Morris Minor that you've ever seen. <laughs> so it really spans the range. You know, I think there was well over a hundred Land Rovers this year and there was everything from series ones all the way mm-hmm. up through, you know, the latest and, and most recent Defender special edition. So we'll put some pictures up of some of the cars that we saw there. But uh, yeah, really uh, incredible event that the clubs put on. I think it's put on by the Jaguar Club, the Triumph Club, Mm -hmm. the MG Club. Mm 
mm-hmm. Land Rover Club, of course. And there might be a couple others that I'm forgetting in there. But even though I've forgotten you, I still appreciate you. <laughs> there's also a big weekend of vintage racing. So mm-hmm. there's uh, mm-hmm. uh, grandstands there at PIR and you can go watch all the vintage racing you want for free. Nice. So that's cool. Whether you want to see, you know, vintage racing with like minis, you know, Mm -hmm. zipping around Jaguars, of course, and uh, then their contemporary race cars also show up. So Porsches and Ford Cortinas and, you know, whatever you want to see race that historically raced in the past, it'll be there. Everything from, you know, Corvettes to Austin Healy's. Wow. That's pretty cool. cool. That's super cool. What was your favorite non Land Rover that you saw? non-Land Rover that I saw. You know, there's a guy that brings a Bentley, like a three-liter Bentley, probably like late 20s, three-liter Bentley race car that every year. That thing's really awesome. Really like that. It's cool to see. You know, it's kind of like the Pacific Northwest Goodwood. There's there's a little bit of everything that shows up there. And everybody's dressed like they're camping. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, because a lot of people (laughs) are camping. People come down from Canada. There's a big Canadian contingent. You know, people bring all their, you know, camping gear and trailers and you know, whatever. And there's a big grassy area that they all camp in. It's, it's pretty fun. And it's, it's community oriented. There's a lot of social activity that happens. There's a barbecue, there's a dinner, there's, you know, yeah, just various things that include people, as Jenna said, a raffle earlier. So there's, there's just a ton of stuff going on that weekend. So if you get a chance and you're in the Pacific Northwest in September next year, you should stop on by. I'm just going to jump in and say that one of the great things that we really enjoy about the field meet is We see a lot of people every year that we go there Mm -hmm. that we may not actually see again for the next year, but it's a, it's a group of people that we overlap with or we talk to, Mm -hmm. but that is kind of a very convenient opportunity to actually get to, you know, hang out with those people and visit with them. As Ike mentioned, there's a a core contingent of Canadians that come down uh, from the, is it the Ottawa Valley Club? Oh yeah. And then, uh, not the Ottawa Valley. Ottawa Valley is in Eastern Canada. This is the Roverlanders. So the Roverlanders are well represented at the field meet for sure. Sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Bad absolutely. Canadian no, geography. I know those guys. I know yeah. those guys well. Yeah, and then of course we have people coming up from California. Terry Ann was there, which is always cool that for her to make the trip. She's a kind of a staple of Northern California. I don't know California and Pacific Northwest Land River community, and did a lot of expeditioning and has written books about it. And she was there selling her book. It's a great book for anybody that doesn't have it. It's all about kind of everything you would need to go adventuring in your Land River from route planning to how to do border crossings with a dog to what sleeping mat to pick to, mm-hmm. you know, repair and maintenance on your vehicle and just a little bit of everything. It's great. So it's always cool. Like she made it all the way up just for this event and it's good to see her. And we actually had Tim, Camel Trevi Tim out oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we saw That's fantastic. which was kind of funny the... to see on the opposite coast. <laughs> yes. What yes. I would say is my favorite non-Lander vehicle at the swap meet. It is Tim Hensley. Tim Hensley yeah. on the yeah. Honda Monkey. Oh yeah. Yes. I have a photo. We'll we'll post that up to Instagram <laughs> of <laughs> Tim riding the Honda Monkey bike, the tiniest, <laughs> bittiest little motorcycle in the world. One of my my personal favorites. And uh, yeah, he looked he looked very pleased. Very pleased to be on that. He he was excited about it. He had fun. It did a little zip around on it. It's a it's a great machine. But I dare you. I dare you not to smile. When riding a Honda monkey bike, it is impossible. It's very difficult. You can be very sad and ride that thing and it'll make you happy. Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. make you happy. Yeah, it's a natural antidepressant to that little guy. And it just sounds kind of like the Jetsons car. Like, it's just so quiet. It's just like, it's so good. Yeah, there's there's a lot of neat stuff. Tim was there. He did a speaking engagement. So that was uh, cool to see. And then I forgot there were special guests. You know, that was a big deal. 
you know, he, he was kind enough to grace us with his presence. And then, you know, they, they have awards for all different classes of Land Rovers. So there's mm-hmm. Series 1, 2, 2A, 3, you know, special vehicles like ambulances and dormobiles mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And mm-hmm. then there's modified ones. So people's off-road projects and creations, monster trucks. Danny Kim was there. He brought his crazy, you know, Defender that he's been building up. It's like a, it's it's wild. It's like, a, you know, those Japanese vans with all yeah. the wacky extensions and you know mm-hmm. styling and all that stuff it's kind of like that all yeah. built out of aluminum and then it's got a like a, a super slinky you know long travel suspension with like 40 inch tires on it and stuff it's like a, a wacky buggy and uh, he's been working on that for years it's diesel powered it's really really kind of a neat thing so that mm-hmm. was there mm-hmm. you know tons of actually there was a lot of four controls a lot of one-on-ones this year there was a it was a 101 on like 42 inch tires. It was huge. Whoa. How yeah, did you get it, into that? I don't know, but I don't know that he got out during the event. He just and stayed in there. Yeah. I also never saw it steer. So I think it only goes in a straight line. It only goes in the straight I thought, line. Yeah. I thought it came with, it had a, like a, like a deployable mini trampoline that just blops out onto the ground. And oh, you just and you use just that to jump into jump that. Off. Like you're being yeah. rescued from a building mm-hmm. on fire in like the yeah. 40s. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I would think he would just pull up to the second story of his house. Mm-hmm. He'd installed a door. He can just get out <laughs> on the second story. We, we got a, a picture loft. of that thing we'll post up. It was pretty wild. There was several pretty wild forward controls, ones with diamond plate and bright orange and you know giant tires and there was it was it was wacky races that stuff was was wild and then there was just it was nice to see some people have been working on their projects for a long time kind of made the extra push and got them kind of out of the garage and yeah and to the show so that was that was neat really really good to see some of those folks and then there's other folks who are just uh, you know you've known them for a long time and their their vehicles always seem to run but they never do any maintenance on it so nice to see that next level of deterioration in some of the vehicles (laughs) you're like whoa that's uh, worse than i remembered it's getting worse wow (laughs) so you drove that here hey wow okay yeah no that's great yeah they they did like a interesting teeter-totter sort of off-road e-display oh yeah i'm sure. sure you've seen the teeter-totter Yep. where you balance the teeter-totter with yep. a single vehicle. Yeah. Well, they had the same thing, but it had three vehicles. So there was two on each side and one in the center balanced, you know, on this this teeter-totter assembly. It was, it was kind of sketchy, but it was cool. They didn't allow any little kids near it, but... Uh, oh, yeah, they were crawling yeah. all over that. Thing. No. <laughs> yeah. They, and speaking of little kids, there was a ton of little kids. They have uh, slot car racing there. Oh, nice. So yeah. in addition to the vintage racing, they have slot car racing for the kids. And the guy comes and sets up this huge slot car diorama and the oh, uh, little nice. kids are over there racing each other pretty much all day and Did anybody uh, have that little series one slot i didn't see that but uh there was just about every other flavor of slot car there at the track and you know if you're if you're game you can go and you'll probably get embarrassed by like get a seven-year-old yeah. but it's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool Those kids play for money, right? They do, actually. I saw a kid, very serious kid over, you know, racing over $2, but. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was, in addition to that, there was quite a few RC Land Rovers Mm -hmm. that people were running around and Mm -hmm. driving over little courses of of off-road obstacles and whatnot. That was pretty cool to see, too. Yeah. Ike was one of those people. Shh. (laughs) Yeah, naturally. Of course. Quiet. Mm, no one yeah. needs to know. But speaking of kids, it was interesting and kind of cool to see like people our age that have kids that are now driving, you oh, know, right. yeah. borderline yeah. adulting and that they are becoming like kind of the next generation of enthusiasts. Like wow. I, I think legitimately, you know, you never know really, you know, as you see yeah. these kids growing up, if they're going to yeah. be into what their parents are into or not, That's but right. they, 
there definitely, you know, are a few of them that are there at the field meeting. You're like, wow, you're going to be super into these. You're super into them now. This is, you know, you can see that sort of fostering the next generation of enthusiasts, which I think is pretty cool because you always worry like, you know, I feel like when we were younger, people would be like, oh, you know, there's, it's dying out. There's nobody's going to be interested in these anymore, you know? And then, you know, it's interesting just to see. It's pretty cool. I think, you know, people now are more interested in these old cars than, you know, maybe they've ever been. I think because new cars are, you know, somewhat homogeneous, right? I mean, they all kind of have to have a lot of the same things because of safety regulations and all of that sort of stuff. So cars, generally speaking, sort of look and kind of feel more or less the same. I mean, obviously, they're different and whatever, that's fine. But nothing like an old car, right? Nothing like a a car you can actually work on yourself. I think there's a big movement, you know, for makers to be restoring things and and doing stuff. So no, it's fantastic. And yeah, I remember growing up that I was one of the only people that I knew that was like really into weird old stuff. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, there, there's a ton of people. It's great. It's great to see that. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, weird people are into weird stuff. So uh, <laughs> Portland's, Portland's, yeah, Portland's yeah. the place to go. Now, there were some other attendees who we know have kids who were very excited to leave them at home. Greg <laughs> from Rivet Counter Restorations came <laughs> down, bringing it, brought his dormobile down there. And he was like, this is the first time in six years that I have not had my children with me. <laughs> right, right. That's great. He he had a little too much to drink and he was he was regretting. Saturday, mm-hmm. it was it was a little warm out there, and he was he was he, he, he was, was enjoying himself he was a little too much. He's still in the dormobile out. He's still in the yeah. dormobile. I would not be surprised if he yeah. took his time on the return trip. But it was yeah. it was great to see Greg, and he brought some parts out there and brought us real nice dormobiles. So that was cool to see. But speaking yeah, of dormobiles, there were a lot of dormobiles. There were like six six yeah, dormobiles I saw that. and a car wagon. Oh, it was there was quite it was a awesome. Few. Actually, Tim Hensley's wife, I gave her a tour. She, we were talking about dormobiles, and she was trying to understand what what I was talking about with the seats and how they yeah. fold and all this stuff. And yeah. I was like, "Well, let's go look." And so we kind of toured all the dormobiles, and they were all set up differently, and they're you know all have been awesome. adjusted and yeah. you know reconfigured slightly per their owner's preference. And so I was like, "Well, this you know this is how you could set it up in the dinette, and this is the bed, right. and while well, this one's been modified, and though that one has this thing, and that one has a wardrobe, that one doesn't have a wardrobe, you know." But it was just cool to cool to show her those, but also really neat to see how how people have customized them. You yeah. know, I've, we have a dormobile and we do a lot of adventuring in it. And every year when we're coming home from the trip, you know, the long drive home from Southern California to Oregon or wherever, right. I'm right. always like making lists in my head, making lists on my phone. Like, oh, yeah. I could do this. I could like modify this. I could put a yeah. drawer here. You know, how could I make this less of a pain in the ass, basically, as we're trying to, you know, move everything around each day yeah. and make food and put away clothes and put away camping gear. And so... Anyhow, it's just, it's neat to really all in one place get to see, oh, well, that person built cool wood cabinets and they do this and they flip-flopped the kitchen to the other side or whatever. Like, it was really, it's just really special to be able to see them all at once, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a pretty rare thing anywhere in the world to see that many dormobiles in the Mm -hmm. same spot. Even in the UK, that's a, that's a pretty rare happening. And a car wagon, I didn't even know there was there was a car wagon on the West Coast. How was that? There's more than one. I think you're right. A lot of the wooden parts, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, might have deteriorated slightly or or more than slightly. I had a partial car wagon conversion that I, Mm -hmm. I got out of Scappoose, Oregon a long time ago. So there, they're in and around and about and that yeah. sort of thing, but there's there's certainly not a lot of them, and and the care wagon tops don't survive in the same sort right. of numbers that the dormobile tops do. The dormobile fiberglass tops 
seem to be a little bit more weather resistant than the Carowagon ones, but the Carowagon ones are interesting and neat in their own. Yeah, ways. they're like a like a toll house cookie shed on top of your Land Rover. <laughs> I really like them. I think they're cool. They're they're certainly wacky. It's it has all the the maintenance and liability of a wooden boat and a uh, house of cards and you know yeah it's got yeah, everything yeah exactly it's like a weird origami thing to get it to pop <laughs> up and like yeah it's great yeah it's just it's like bending sheet metal and yeah you know there's there's windows and yeah it's it's a it's whole great. thing yeah it's like if you tr- if you if you tried to make like a a Land Rover camper out of like an accordion. You know, yeah. just a sort of bunch an of accordion that's made out of wood, wood, a wooden accordion. Yeah. <laughs> just a jumble of wooden shit. Yeah. It's great. They're really cool. They're really cool. Hopefully everybody gets an opportunity to see one in real life at one point. I've seen a couple in the UK. They're neat. It is kind of an interesting design. Apparently, I think I was listening to the Center Steer podcast and I think Dixon said that they were originally made for the military or something like that's where the company started was like making those weird pop ups for the military or something. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that at one time they did have a military contract and there were military care wagons, you like as officers, vehicles or something like that. Yeah. That's so weird. Silly. It feels like something out of like a Blackadder episode. Yeah. You know, as as an enemy combatant, you probably wouldn't be intimidated by a care. Look here, officers are driving that. We're we're good. We're We're fine. Don't worry about it. We're we're going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine. Well, that's cool. Well, what else was what's going on there? What are the cool stuff that you guys see? Or the adventure rides. Adventure rides. Adventure mm-hmm. rides. I mean, they were really probably mostly for children, but I went on one anyways because <laughs> it was for charity. And yeah, yeah. that's the the jungle ride. We we <laughs> yeah we we talked about that a little bit, but it was cool. So tell us the first person you know as a as yeah, yeah. a participant. So I mean, it was that. it was pretty fun. I've been before. I will. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie. I do okay. like going, even though I'm not a child. And so. <laughs> I don't, is, I don't think, now let me interrupt you just briefly. Uh-huh. I, I don't think it's necessarily for children in that sense. I think it's yeah. the proceeds are for children. But, I, you know, when I went, it was it was mostly adults participating. Mm-hmm. It was a mix, but most of the adults had children with them when I went. I see. <laughs> no, okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's not like, I don't know, some of the other events we've gone to, we, the all three of us, where they'll have like the newer cars out, right. you know, that they're yeah. trying to, you know, sell, kind of show yeah. off the skills of the new or the, you know, capabilities of new yeah. cars and that kind of stuff. It is nothing like that. These are just people in the local club with their cars there giving nice. giving rides and that's on the bmx track or is it bmx motocross it's motocross, a yeah. motocross track and it's it's very like it's a lot more technical than you might think like there's these very sharp curves and sharp little hills and i was really impressed actually i rode around in the old range rover with hmm. dean but i think it might have been his dad's car do you know alan I, I don't know anybody's name. Alan, Alan yeah. Minner. He's yeah. a so, Pacific Coast Rover Club member from Washington yeah. State. And Dean's a little younger and he was really nice and tootled around in, his, in this Range Rover on these crazy little hills and whoops. And, you know, it was really fun. Just a little. Oh, it's nice awesome. to. You're standing around all day at a, at a car show. Right? Yeah. It's nice to just like get bopped around a little bit in the dirt. Yeah. Do some bopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Good That's time. super fun. That's super mm-hmm. fun. I, I wish more car shows had. I mean, the ones that we do down here you know, just being in LA and stuff, there's not nearly as much space. There are a lot of like park and look at parked cars and talk mm-hmm. to, you know, old dudes that own those parked cars. But I like a, I like a meet that has some, you know, that has some action going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly the ones in the UK, you know, they have major Land Rover and going on trialsing and stuff, RTV course stuff all the time. So that's yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, if you haven't made it to the All British Field Meet up in Portland, uh, September is only a year away. So Start preparing now and maybe we'll get there. Maybe I'll get there next year. I, I would love to go. I was really into the photos and stuff this weekend. It looked great. We're going to put a lot 
of that up on the Instagram. I think we've got the balance uh, thing up there already. So make sure you check that out. And speaking of checking things out, we are finally ready to unleash onto the world, if you will, the Underpowered Hour on the road series available on YouTube. The first in this series is going to be uh, Liza and I's trip to the UK. And we do a north to south, basically across the entire country and visit with all of your favorite Land Rover people. Big personalities. Big personalities. personalities. We've We've got them all. We've got all your favorites. We've got Duncan Barber. We've got Nick Dimbleby. We've got Nick Rogers. We've got Michael Bishop. We've got oh, Phil Bashel. And finally, we end up with our good friend, Bob Ives. And more importantly, I get to go drive the combine with Dan Ives, which is oh, really matters, right? That's farming. cool. That's probably the coolest Helped thing. out with some farming. I think I made a real impact there. Did I you help out with some farming? I, I, I really? increased the yield, I think, <laughs> quite a bit. So that's... it was good. Dan and I did some serious farming. But yeah, check that out on uh, the old YouTube. If you're not uh, a subscriber to our YouTube yet, please do head over there. We have so much great YouTube content coming. Of course, we have Carlos's 101 Forward Control that we just went and got from Northern California. We have the ongoing G4 Freelander Saga, and there are some exciting details uh, on that. That's the longest expedition in Land Rover history is just (laughs) your... Your project, getting that going. On on just getting that going. And yeah, we've got some great stuff coming up. Liza and Jenna are going to do some content around the Rebel. Ike and I are going to do a Land Rover Trophy. And we'll be doing a bunch of content around that, as well as at Destination Defender coming up in November. So we're making a real push into the old YouTube. So subscribe now. Get in there early. Well, uh, you know, it's still free because, you know, I, you know, I don't know. You never know. It's Google. They might they might make it expensive at some point. So jump on in there. Check that out. We definitely appreciate your subscriptions. Some of this stuff is available early and is available in some cases exclusively on our Patreon. So if you're not a Patreon member, please head over there and sign up for that. We've got some wonderful Barbara Toy books going out to Patreon subscribers that won that Patreon only contest. So lots of opportunities to do more there, interact with Ike and myself, Jenna, Liza, occasionally Linus. And so, yeah. So with that, Jenna, it's been a pleasure. Looking forward to having you here this week. Ike, it's always a pleasure. Looking forward to you, for you to just continue to be where you are this week. Thanks. And we'll see you both next week. All right. Thanks. See you on the trail. Take care. Ta. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.